0: This is what Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills, and all the nations will stream to it. Many people will come and say, Come, let's go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk. In his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, O house of Jacob. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Just notice that invitation right at the end. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, We've been talking about mountains a little bit. And you saw some mountains in the video. What's the highest mountain any of you guys ever climbed? Yes? The sugar loaf? Yeah, I, climbed the I climbed that one too. Yeah. yeah. You, you were what? You were in the boogie, yes. Maeve was on my back, I remember it well, yes. Anybody scale anything beyond the heights of the sugar loaf in Ireland? Did you? How high is that? 17,000. My goodness, well done, Lucy. Lucy wins the mountaineering championship. <laughs> of Emmanuel 20 countries represented and we've, uh, we're not big into climbing the mountains it seems so well done Lucy good and in, in this passage in the Bible here in John or John in Isaiah you'll notice that there's a mountain the last days verse 2 the mountain of the Lord's temple be established as chief among the mountains it will be raised above the hills and all the nations will stream to it. Many people come and say, Let's go to the mountain of the Lord. So this mountain is magnetic. So it draws people from all around the world. We've seen that so far today. Countries from all around the world. About 20 different countries represented in just this room alone. And this magnetic mountain of God does that. So I brought along a very small magnet today. It's not especially impressive, but let's see if it will, it does, oh look, it picks up a few things, a few paper clips, but it's not, it's not super powerful, but uh, I have to test and see if it does something else, right? over here, I Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't work there, it doesn't work for the I'll go for South Africans. Sorry. Doesn't work, for doesn't work for the Irish. Maybe try the... I was going to say the Irish. Say the Americans. No, doesn't work, doesn't work for that. So, it, it's it's not the right kind of ma- magnetic that I'm looking for because the magnetic in Isaiah's picture, the mountain, it is a magnetic mountain that attracts people. People come to it and they, they stick... It they want to be there, they come and say, Let's go to the mountain of the Lord. People from all around, all the different nations and peoples want to go. And it says that the Lord's mountain is what in verse 2? It's something among the mountains. Come on, kids, there's a word there I want you to find something among the mountains, chief. chief what do you think that means any idea what's a chief a boss. a boss yeah excellent so it's like it's like the boss mountain it's the boss mountain of all and it attracts everybody and it's the boss mountain because it pictures a place where God meets us and the temple was that special place in the past and so it doesn't matter what nation you come from It doesn't matter whatever mistakes that you've made. It doesn't matter how far you've run away from God before. People from all around the world, they stream to this mountain. It's like a big boss magnet. You see, everybody wants to go, verse 3. Come, let's go to the mountain of the Lord. Now, we've been talking about mountains. What about waterfalls? What's a waterfall that you have seen and know? yes Finn it's a big biggie. a big thingy the, yeah, yeah. Did you, do you know one have you seen one a famous one what's the one you saw in Dublin Zoo, in Dublin Zoo? there's a waterfall in Dublin Zoo a tiny, a tiny one okay that's fair with the elephants yeah. right I will look out for that Niagara Falls, yes. Finn? Torque Waterfall in Karani. very nice. Any other ones in, in your countries that you've seen? Forest do Guasu. A Waiwati? Forest do Guassu. Okay. Is it a big one? Yeah. How big? Yeah. Like Niagara Falls? Big. I think it's the same size. Wow. I've never it's heard of it. In Argentina and Brazil. Okay. Waterfalls. They're called water. Falls, right? You don't you, It comes which way? Which direction does it go? Down. Down. You've never been at least I've never been to a water up. Have you ever been to a water up? Or water climb? I know how to make water up in Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft? Excellent. Well, I'm trying to think about how that might work in for real. Minecraft's a good example. I hadn't thought about that. You keep me on your toes. Now you'll notice in this story here, in this passage in Isaiah, that it's not a waterfall, but a water up. You see, all the nations stream to it like a like a up river, like a water up. This waterfall that's in reverse, and it's like a magnet going up the way. What are you what are you saying there, Owen? Wouldn't it be like sideways because the earth is kind of like I know it's a circle, but it's yes. like flat. Gotcha, you're far too intelligent for me. I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say something a lot more simple than that. You're, you're too clever for me today. What I want us to think about is the fact that this stream, it goes the other way that you would expect. So people stream up, not screaming down. And that's because this amazing magnetic thing that seems to work in reverse is because God's truth is so powerful that it turns things around and it points them in the other direction. And it points them in a direction even better than Minecraft could do or any other thing that we could imagine. It turns everything around, it's so powerful, and it points you in the right direction, the best direction of all. It's like a mountain magnet, and it pulls people from all different nations to it. Now Mount Everest is maybe one of the most famous of mountains. Lots of people want to climb that every year and what's the thing that they call that they go to first do you know what's the thing they go to first if you want to climb Mount Everest Everest base camp camp, yeah and what sort of uh, things are on base camp tents yeah do you ever see houses at base camp actual houses or houses up a mountain you don't generally see houses above a mountain yes John a tent and a man- I would not like to do that but you wouldn't put your you wouldn't build your house on a mountain would you you don't tend to get houses up there because mountains are very different places to houses but this magnetic mountain is also pictured like a house you see in verse 3 come let us go up to the mountain of the lord to the house of the god of jacob it's a magnetic mountain house lots of pictures And that's another word for the temple that we mentioned about. It pictures God being available. God wants us to feel at home. And nothing could be more impressive or magnetic than that. And so Isaiah, as he writes all these different images, all these different pictures, he's looking forward to when this would happen. And he spoke of someone who would have that magnetic effect on all of the nations. Now he didn't see that person in his lifetime. There was lots of waiting. And Advent is helping us think about that weight. That weight that was worth it. Because that person who finally came was, of course, Jesus. He was magnetic and he could change even the saddest of things around. And the highest place that Jesus looked, that Jesus was able to be seen on, and the highest place that he drew everybody to like a magnet was a very unexpected place. It was his cross. Just as Lucy read for us from the Gospel of John. That's the place that was high above all that Jesus drew everybody to him. And it sounds very odd, but that was where he showed how he is above all else and showed how he can turn us all around and showed how he can draw people from all around the world to himself. So this picture of a magnet mountain shows how God's ways will come out on top. It's the boss mountain. That's what we were thinking about. Now kids, what's, who's been your favorite teacher? Yeah. In school. Yeah. In school. Yeah. Who's your favorite teacher? Why is that? Okay, good, yeah. Other teachers you like and why? It depends. Oh. Some have better things this What are some of the things you do like? Football. football. Teachers who play football. Okay, you've had your go, Jonah. What about you, Finn? you a favorite teacher? You just don't like teachers. Okay, maybe I should move on. <laughs> Mr. No. Oh, he left. I'm sorry about that. Favorite teachers are teachers that come alongside us and they get it and they help us understand things and they're fun and we can see why they're teaching us what they're teaching. But in this passage, amazingly, it's God himself who is the teacher in verse 3. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. God himself is the teacher. So he walks alongside. And that's what Jesus did Because he walked in our shoes, we can walk with him and learn from him all the time. And he's with us by his spirit. He dwells with us and teaches us by his Holy Spirit as we read his word and as we talk about it together. And there's this invitation to learn his ways. Walk in the light of the Lord. That's the invitation that Isaiah is given. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. And so we're talking to one another about what that means. We're inviting conversations with each other about what it looks like for us to walk in light of God's word. That's what we're doing as a community of church. We can bring all of our questions about school, about our friends, about work, the big questions we have, the small questions, the big feelings we have, the small feelings. We're invited to be taught by God himself and to journey with him in these things. And it's an adventure full of learning and gives us hope even in things that are really hard. Look at verse 4. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Now we don't have uh, slides today because I brought some some props. I have to find them in my bag now. Let's see. Here's one. That wasn't a bad one. What about this? Mm. These are my weapons. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing now. You might not be laughing soon. <laughs> So I have my sword. They are well. They're they're not really because they're made of wood. But uh, this one could do some damage. Just this is a mace. If I walloped you in the head with that, I don't think your parents would thank me. That could be pretty. That could be pretty terrible. Well, you could probably do some damage with it. But I brought along my props to help us understand this because I have my I have my sword. I have my wooden mace. Let's see what else I've got. Ah, let me you know what this fella here is. Oh. Woo, you're excited about that one too. What's that one then? It's a clippy thingy. A clippy thingy. Yes, it is that. You can You can. What about some of the rest of you? What's the name for this thing? A secateur. Yes, can Secateur. Is it tear or tears? I never know. But this, it's, for, it's for pruning, uh, for doing your gardening and chopping your leaves, as you, as you say. Now, I've done a lot of gardening stuff over the years, and when I'm gardening, I'm generally in a good mood. I'm out and about, and I'm chopping things, and I'm in the environment, and it's relaxing, and it's enjoyable, and it's refreshing. I've done lots of gardening, but I've never had any need to use a weapon, thankfully. I've never been to war, thankfully and what we see in these pictures here that Isaiah gives us is how God is turning everything around for the good he brings peace so he transforms things he transforms things like swords into into uh, plowshares it says so into a tool that you use for farming a tool, you know the, the plow that you see that turns the soil. In this image, swords are turned into something for harvesting. Spears are turned into something for pruning and for gardening. And so something that was used as a weapon of war is now into something that is used for gardening and farming. And the imagery changes from things that cause death and sadness into life and joy tools of death made into life giving things and that of course ultimately what we see in the cross how a tool of death is turned into a life changing thing so walking in God's light changes you and it changes the world for good it transforms even the saddest of things and it's very real think about the kind of words that are used here they're words that we see in our everyday farming, gardening We know all about war. We've seen so much of that in the last year, especially with Ukraine. And we want to see all those things end and we can relate to the different pictures here. And we all want this kind of world where not even anybody will train for war anymore. And Isaiah, yep. When Jesus comes down, it will be like that. Exactly. Yes. I think you should come up here. That's right, and that's what Isaiah was looking forward to, exactly that. Isaiah expects that time where there'll be no more war and no war to prepare for either. And he was waiting to see that. And of course it was secured by Jesus, and he now holds that position of judge, and he is the one who will bring that peace to bear. And we already see glimpses of that in this world, as people who used to be enemies have come together and found a common interest and transformation in the person of Jesus lives are changed by him and what Jesus has done in the past assures us of what Owens has just said to us what Jesus has done in the past assures us that he will come to make these things a reality he subtracts all the sad things from our world and will fully restore what's been broken and so we have this invitation then in verse 5 Let us walk in the light of the Lord. So let us walk this way. It's the invitation that Isaiah gives us. To walk in the light. To follow this path. It didn't mean that Isaiah somehow hid from the reality he lived in. Or pretended that things were better than they were. Quite the opposite. It showed him how to live in that reality. And how to hold on to real hope. And to know the change that God was bringing. And would bring. And time and again, when Jesus talks about the future that he has brought in and the future that he is building, he calls for a very immediate and real response. He says, follow me, trust me, learn from me, direct your life this way, enjoy my light now in your everyday, feel that light and warmth grabbing hold of you and turning your heart and life around. Because what he is doing in us is what he will finish. And what he is doing in us is what he will finish with this whole world. When all that is broken will be fixed. When all of the weapons of sadness and ruin will be turned into joyful realities. Harvesting, gardening, life, peace. And so we're called not to despair, but to be glad, joyful, knowing that God has things under control. And to think of it in those real, tangible terms. Not some kind of spiritual, cloudy mush that is removed from reality. But a reality that is truly transformed. And the world that we all want. So look at the mess in your own life. Look at the mess in, in this city and in this world. And remind yourself of this invitation. To walk in the light of the Lord. In and through that. Until all is made new. God is changing us now. He's changing you and this world. And he invites you into more of the same. And we are here to invite one another into more of that truth. Knowing that nothing can spiral out of control. And nothing can take away this certain future hope. God is already and will fully bring about a great magnetic reversal. And it will and be like nothing ever seen before. So as we just... Glance really at this great vision of Isaiah. And as we think about these themes at the beginning of Advent, don't miss out. Get your shoes on and walk in the light of the Lord this Advent and beyond. So let's pray. We thank you for these wonderful words of Isaiah. Thank you, Lord, for the incredible reversal you bring about, for how you turn things of sadness around into joyful realities, how you have that magnetic effect. And we pray you help us to understand that and walk in your light in our everyday. In Jesus' name, amen.